Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Martin Kupinger, Principal Analyst at Kupinger Coal and one of the founders. Hi, Martin. Hi, Matthias, and thank you for asking me to do that conversation with you. Yes, and I think it is an important um, uh, conversation that we should have because when we're doing advisories or when we're talking to end-user organizations that we support in their process of, for example, implementing large-scale identity and access management solutions, there's one question that we always come across, and that is, the integration of IT service management and identity and access management. All of these organizations that we're talking to have one or the other IT service management tool in place where they order their machines, where they order an account, where they order paper uh, and anything else that they require. And the integration of this into an overall identity and access management, that is a challenging question, isn't it? It is interesting to see that there's really a 100% ratio of organizations asking that question sooner or later. Obviously, we also push organizations to ask that question, but it also pops up everywhere. Because as you said, there is the IT service management tool and there's identity and access management. And that's also requesting services. It's about how do I get my access? And that would be identity management. And how do I get my smartphone? That would be IT service management. And there's an overlap very obviously when it comes to application onboarding, because the application then is in some way a new service at the level of IT service management. And the access to the application is something that affects IGA, that affects the access management, that affects privileged access management. So there's a linkage. And there's another one which is about fulfillment. So with IT service management, we also have a tool that commonly supports some type of ticketing. And we have a lot of manual fulfillment in identity and access management. So there are various areas and that is what brings up the questions of the customers on how to integrate. By the way, and I think you also have observed this, Matthias, there's another question which is, closely related to that and which sometimes pops up first before the integration question is discussed that is can we replace specifically iga with the it service management right and that is really an important question because when where is where is the the point where you needed to change systems when it comes to requesting an account re requesting organizational roles for a new user or for yourself and then requesting access to a system where that would be something that is usually located then within an IAM request management tool. And I think that question is more or less natural to say, how do I do request this additional functionality, which is access to an application? When do I leave my ITSM? Yes. And The first question would be, why can't I just use my ITSM? Let's maybe start with that one, because I think this is really the entry point also of the conversations I have. And the answers we have on that is very important to then come to the next uh, step, the how-to. So why or why not? Why not use your IT service management as your IGA tool? There are a number of reasons. First, a lot of 
common functionality in IGA tools, such as access reviews, such as SOD policies, such as multi-level role models, such as access analytics, are available out of the box in IGA, but are lacking in ITSM. So you would need to rebuild them in your ITSM tool. A lot of development, a lot of maintenance of what you have developed. So that is a challenge and you should be very careful with that. Second, ITSM, if at all, comes with very limited connectors to target systems. IGA delivers usually a huge range of connectors to a variety of target systems. Again, that would be an area where you need to develop a lot if you don't rely on an IGA. And the third aspect, which is probably the most important one, is IGA and ITSM play at a fairly different level of granularity when we look at the services. So ITSM looks at rather huge cost-grained services. So you request a service or you request a device or you request, as I've said, a relatively broadly defined cost-grained service. In access management, you say, I need access to that functionality and that system. And commonly, we are talking about thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of entitlements, depending on the size of the organization and how you do it. While IT service management deals with a relatively low number compared to that of services. So it's just not built for that. And you would need to add a lot of capabilities manually. And that is the I think the most important part of the answer on, on the why question, why not to use IT service management to build your own IGA solution? Yeah, I think the G in IGA is also one of the important aspects because governance means also logging, means auditing, means making sure that there is evidence for everything around assigning and using access. And I think that is something that you just cannot implement in the same level of detail and at the same level of confidentiality that an IGA system comes with out of the box. So that's really something that it's not used for. They look the same from a high-level perspective. You're requesting something, you are approving something, and something happens in the background. But as you've mentioned, they are doing that on different levels of detail, and they are just doing it for different aspects of the daily work of an organization. Yeah, but what you just mentioned is also an important element of the various how-to questions. Because the challenge, on the other hand, is if you have an ITSM tool, which is your starting place, then you have an IGA tool where the request specifics are handled. And then you might end up again in an IT service management tool for the tickets which need manual fulfillment. Then you have two tools and to understand where in the processing is your request becomes somewhat more complex. So you need to have a, a close alignment, a close integration of both worlds, IGA and ITSM, to track where are you in the execution of requests. On the other hand, it makes a lot of sense to use IGA for that as the system where every single request for access flows through because that allows you then to have one place where you can track all 
access requests instead of having it distributed across a number of systems. So the how-to is, from my perspective and from my experience, derived from many conversations with many organizations that there are two integration points between IT service management and IGA. One is at the top where you come from. This is my portal where I request IT services and then I end up in IGA for the specific access request. And the second integration is about fulfillment. So in IGA, you have some part of automated fulfillment where you connect to Microsoft Active Directory and you create a user account and all is done automatically. But the vast majority of systems commonly is not connected automatically. So it's manual fulfillment. And then you create a ticket and the ticket ends up in your ITSM and is tracked and someone manually fulfills that request, executes on that request, be it that um, a user is created, be it that an entitlement is granted or revoked, be it that as part of an application onboarding, new privileged accounts are created in the British Access Management System. All these things are then done in, in the ITSM. These are the, the integration points you commonly have. And so we need that integration, but we must not try to reinvent IGA by custom development on top of the ITSM tool. But on internal organizations should always think in both worlds when creating processes. So when there is an ITSM in place, in brackets, always, and you need to extend, augment your existing IGA solution or create it in a new, more modern fashion, you always should think of ITSM as one important partner, as you said, on the one hand being the front end, on the other hand being something like an enterprise service bus for manual fulfillment, where you request something, get tickets back and approval back that things have happened. So there is always this, this tandem of, of ITSM and IGA in place, but you should never try to rebuild functionality from the one within the other. Yes. Um, I, I've, I've once seen uh, an organization, and it was not our advice, which spent three many years of architecture work in figuring out how they can sort of rebuild and reinvent what the IGA tool already has in their ITSM tool. And then they came to the same conclusion I had from the very beginning, and I told them from the very beginning that this is not the right way to do it. So they then stopped and did it more conventional. But you're absolutely right. We need to think about processes end-to-end -end from this is the process of access request. Where does it start? It might start in the ITSM service portal. It might then link in some way to the IGA2, and it then might end up in ITSM again for parts of the manual fulfillment and then we need to have this comprehensive process perspective and what we also should have is we should have some i would call it alignment of the ui so the ui then used for requesting certain types of access or other iga related stuff should be as close to the itsm ui as it can be so that it, there's at least not a huge break so that there is not at least not a totally different UI, um, a totally different user experience. That is what you need to avoid. But then it's a rather straightforward thing. And I think there's a simple rule also for the how-to. 
if you learn that it's not in ITSM and it would be a huge effort to do it right, such as segregation of duty controls with all the policy engines behind, then better do it in the IJA too. Don't try to reinvent things which are already there. I think that leads us to one key recommendation beyond ITSM that we always had. Don't build systems yourself when there is existing best practices already available in an ideal world, even implemented and readily available in the products that you already have. IAM processes are not that different from organization to another organization. And this is really something where you can benefit from pre-existing um, material, pre-existing processes, experience that, that others have made, also mistakes others have made before, and to avoid them, um, rebuilding it into an ITSM is like starting from scratch, more or less, and building an IGA solution for yourself. And this is really something nobody should do today. Yeah. But I think there's also one thing, and it's worse than... I don't want to mention a vendor name here, but there's at least one first IGA tool building on one ITSM platform in an integrated manner. So someone developing a standard software based on the ITSM platform, which extends it and adds the IGA capabilities. And then you have a very tight integration, but you don't end up with custom development. So there are things happening in the market. We're also working, and Matthias probably will ask for hints on further research. We currently started the process of creating a market compass which looks at the integration of leading IGA tools with a leading ITSM vendor in the market. So to give a guidance on if you have that tool, which is in that case ServiceNow, which IGA tools work better or lesser good with ServiceNow, because that will become more and more important to make decisions also with the context of how can I seamlessly or with little effort integrated. Yeah, I think that is really of importance and it could be a good fit for some of the organizations looking at that. If their requirement is readily integrating with an existing ITSM platform, then that, of course, is an important factor when choosing a solution. And I think that makes perfect sense for them then as well. So you've mentioned already the upcoming market compass. Uh, I assume that there's also other research already available, at least for individual products like executive views or uh, even blog posts, maybe. Yeah, we have the one or other, and remember there is a leadership brief or will be a leadership brief soon, which looks at the standard concepts of the integration. And as I've said, there will be more soon. Perfect. And we can give advice. Yes, exactly. That would be my next sentence as well. This is something that we are really doing on a daily basis, working with organizations that try to, or not try, that succeed in implementing such solutions well integrated into an ITSM, but also well integrated into other enterprise architectures that are required when working successfully with an IGA solution. So if you have any questions around this topic or similar topics when integrating your IGA in an enterprise architecture, please get in touch with us. Just talk to us for a first call. We will be readily available to talk to you and to discuss your individual needs. Uh, just get in touch with us at copingacall.com. And, and that's it for today. Uh, thank you very much, Martin, for joining me today for this really well, actual question that many organizations face. And I hope we provided some guidance here already. And if there is need for more, get in touch. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you very much, Matthias. Bye-bye.